so as uh, as we are continuing uh, as we are continuing get uh, our our snacks and uh, uh, just to give uh, me your attention please uh, the first announcement i would like to discuss with you uh, regarding our uh, uh, snacks schedule <clears throat> we uh, uh, couple uh, weeks ago or three weeks ago we said everybody would like to share uh, uh, berber provide snacks i uh, just write his name her name with the information and uh, uh, i asked farid and amra to help me on that and uh, i would like to thank them they are doing a great job thank you amra thank you farid let's give them hand please so Amra, don't give yourself a hand. We are giving you a hand. <laughs> uh, but now we would like just the last chance. Uh, if anybody did not or is not included and would like to provide something, uh, you don't have to you know to big air yeah, to bot or to bring everything no uh, amra we we arranged uh, uh, two or three people in every sunday so it will it will be just something sharing uh, with the arrangement with with amra so if your name is not included and you, you would love you would like to do that please give your name to me or to Amra or to Farid, or just write it as we are uh, sitting here, uh, uh, writing a piece of paper, your name, your phone, your email, and uh, give us this information. Next week, we will have the print out for the schedule for uh, uh, the four weeks of the month with the people that with the group for for the snacks and uh, uh, we will have also uh, a group of uh, uh, whatsapp group for only the people with living well uh, snacks and uh, all of us we will will know that and also uh, that's why we have three every sunday so if one is absent or something the two will cover it uh, we will have no problem about worrying who will you know replace this person or so no we have group so even one missing the two will will cover it is that clear uh living well yeah <laughs> Yeah, living well is providing you to eat well. <laughs> Eating well. <laughs> uh, also, we are rejoicing that uh, uh, Christine and Chris uh, had a good trip to Boston. Let us welcome them back. Give them a hand, please. Everybody is busy eating and just... <laughs> Uh, you know what? There is no place like home. Even 
you go to a wonderful place and a good ministry, but no place like home. So if you are a member in living well and you did not receive your baptism yet, please take a step of obedience to the Lord's command and sign for the baptism. And don't delay, because if, think with me, if the first questions with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you die, why you did not obey my command to get baptized? What is the answer you will tell him? What? Uh, you know what? The church is not providing me a baptism. No, we are providing you to get baptized. There is, it will be no excuse for you. Uh, so uh, I, I remember one MBB person, I was uh, discipling him and he get, uh, I think the Arab people used to talk. So uh, Lois and Wissam. <laughs> uh, I, I, I never forget this one. Doctor, he was a pharmacist in Saudi Arabia. And the lesson, the lesson of baptism, he get baptized before with the sprinkling. So when it was clear for him, he told me, I need to get baptized tomorrow. Uh, there, how can we, he said, it is clear for me, I will not delay it. I don't know my life. And in Saudi Arabia, Bob Matthew, I asked him to come and he get baptized. So uh, the, when you know the truth, don't delay to apply it to your life. And also we have our, our Bible study leaders. Uh, if you know uh, uh, the time or the dates, uh, let us uh, know. We have four uh, Bible study. I will start from uh, Banera Bread uh, uh, Bible study. When is that? Oh, you're right. Uh, every second. Uh, and fourth, Thursday, four thirty, five thirty. Okay. Smithville Bible study every Monday. Okay, so we'll wait for you. So Monday, May 9th. Monday 9th. Uh, what time, Christine? A.M. or P.M.? <laughs> no, I wake up five. Yeah. So uh, 
men's Bible study. Uh, slowly, I don't know English. <laughs> so 6.30. Okay. If, okay, second. Monday. Scott. First and third. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hmm? Uh, the address. Uh, where is the address? Okay, so, uh, okay, anyone would like to join, uh, to join them, you know, speak with uh, Scott or Marla uh, uh, to, to get the address. Please do that and don't be shy to ask them about their address. Uh, uh, also, I would, Yes, this is discipleship is not Bible study. <clears throat> uh, uh, I would like to encourage anyone to join LFBI. If you have a chance to study, uh, uh, don't hesitate to do that. It will be big, big mark in your life. And we will continue learning until we die. So continue to, to learn. Uh, we have a saying in Arabic, I will ask Dr. Rukus to translate it for me. <laughs> so until you die, you still something you need to learn. So don't waste the time. <laughs> and uh, the annual bike riding. Who is ready for that? I know you guys are, you know, <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> Who is a good rider here? Uh, uh, you? <laughs> no, the question is, what do you ride? <laughs> what do you good riding on? <laughs> so it is it is May 14th uh, uh, so what this 60, 40, 24 the speeds yeah so the, we, the, we have 60 miles, we have 40 miles we have 24 miles so you can choose what distance you would like to participate on. Uh, we have our missions trip. If you would like to join any one of the missions trip, you can just go to uh, MBT missions trip and uh, uh, choose missions and check 
out what you would like to participate. We have also uh, done uh, our Dallas and uh, Dallas is going uh, in June. So Chris and Christine is planning to go to Dallas. Yeah, so in June, our, our pastor and uh, his wife will go to Dallas. So if you would like to, uh, to join them, think about it and sign. And uh, uh, the Kabbal's night, I, I am sorry, I will miss this. I will be overseas. So uh, would you raise your hand if you are married and your spouse in the church with you? Okay, so it is only $50 to take your wife, to take your husband, to enjoy in romantic atmosphere. Uh, sorry, Lois, I am not here. I'm very sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. So it is in, uh, in May 21st. And all the church retreat, by the way, the church is telling us, giving us ahead of time about the church retreat so we can just uh, 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 reserve the time, book the time so we can go. It will be July 20 to 23rd, uh, July 20 to 23, all the church retreat. Okay, we take a long time because of the issue of the food. So uh, uh, let me, yes, ma'am. Uh, cleaning is the responsibility of uh, when we have to clean the church. This Saturday, what time? Can we make it a little bit early so we can help you before our fellowship? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's do it after your permission in between 8.30. Yeah, between 8 and 9. So 8.30 Saturday uh, for me and Lois, we will be with you. Uh, and if you can come early. So yeah, Arabic fellowship will give you a good hand in cleaning. That's great. Yes, that's fine. Okay. Yes, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. We will pray for you and your son. Yeah. I mean, we'll pray for all your family. Who is coming to the cleanings on Saturday, 8.30 a.m.? Raise your hand, please. Let us count. Wow. Thank you, Rob and Mary. So my disciples and my fellowship will be with you. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so let, let Again, please let us count so Christine can know how many persons will, will be here. So one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow, that's great. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, uh, how can you arrange this? So we'll clean and have breakfast together and Christine will arrange that. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time and praying for Pastor Best to use him in teaching. And uh, Father, we would love to open our hearts, our mind, so we can receive what you are going to give us and to apply to our lives. Father, I'm praying for every member and uh, praying for uh, people joining us uh, through the Zoom online that to give us to be a good tools in your hand for your glory and MPT. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. It is really good to be back, you guys. Um, who was in Living Well when we sent Mike and the rest of, uh, we sent a group to go start what's now Whole Heart? Okay. So, so we were in the boiler room across in, in that building and we outgrew our space. So, we, so Mike, took a group and started what is now Whole Heart out of Living Well. So that's who Christina and I went to visit in Boston was Mike, who's now planting a church in Boston. That's where Dave and Shauna's kids are. They're there now, right? T doing a two by two trip to Boston to just go help support, pardon? Two by two and a half, two, two point two. So, <clears throat> Here's the praise report. You guys ready? There, there is there's spiritual grandchildren there. Okay, so there is there are several young people. Everyone who's on the launch team that went are soon going to be discipling two different people each. So that's like 12 people in discipleship right now in Boston. And the light bulb is, is going off. There's one young lady, her name's Nicole, and she's being discipled by Brooke Sidebottom. And she, her eyes are just so bright and full of life. It is so exciting. And she's like, she's getting it. She's getting it. And she's so happy. Like, uh, you guys, it is so good to just simply see God work through people who are just willing to be a part of that plan. So, so that's a Boston report and a praise report at the same time. And, you know, we should all just acknowledge the Lord right now and just say, thank you, God, right? Oh my goodness, it is so, what he does is so good. And to be able to be a part of it is amazing. And, and so it was really good. It was really good. We love Mike and Meredith and the team there. And, and to see the fruit there is so encouraging. But it's good to be back. So as missions pastor, I do, I want to and I need to go visit these places. But you know what I would really like? 
I'd really like to take some of you with me next time. Like, come, like, you know, Berno and Wagi. Wagi brought us to Egypt and South Sudan to be a part of what he's doing there. Well, that was really cool. We got to hang out. We got to work together. We got to minister together. <clears throat> okay. You know, come, come to Dallas with us. We'll teach you how to evangelize. We'll pray together for the mission. We'll work together. Like, like it'd be pretty cool. Um, come with us next time we go to Denver or Laramie or Boston or, or come with us on a real trip. Scott's going to Lord willing and the Creek don't rise. You're going to be in Nairobi in November for the month. We'll go spend time with Scott in Nairobi. You know, how cool would it be if, if you went and spent two weeks with Scott in Nairobi during that time? That'd be cool. Just like, in other words, let's, let's do some of this stuff together. Okay. Not everybody can do everything. Right. And some people can't do much for one reason or another, but you ought to like, it'd be more fun next time if, if some of y'all come with us. So um, anyway, um, it's good to be back. Love you guys. Yeah, I missed you too. The way Rob said it, we were talking earlier. Rob's like, uh, you know, he missed last week. So he's like, I missed family dinner. Like, I didn't just miss a meal. I missed that big meal where the whole family comes together. And then the whole week doesn't feel right. That's okay. Anyway, turn to Second John. Second John. It's good to be here. Yes. Yeah, thank you. So it's 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 maybe been a minute since since I taught on Second John. Second John. By way of review, this is on your handout. <clears throat> we we saw in verse one the the elder John he loves the elect lady and her children. He says, "I love." in truth and not i only but all they that have known the truth so so what we saw was those who know the truth love okay sir so for some of us that ought to get our attention because you have trouble loving others maybe you love yourself but when it comes to loving others you have a little bit of a hiccup there maybe you're mad at the world uh, uh, maybe you're you're so frustrated that you have trouble loving. And, and I would say your love problem probably isn't a love problem. It's probably a truth problem. So we talked about that. We, we also identified the truth in this way because we compared scripture to scripture and we saw that truth in scripture is both the living word. Who's the living word? Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me, that's John 14, 6, okay? But then we also saw that the truth is the written word of God, right? It's one of my favorite passages in all of scripture. That thy trust may be in the Lord, I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Have I not written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth? Because of what has been written to us, we have certainty of the words of truth. So just like the living word 
Christ came and spoke forth the truth of God's word. We have the mind of Christ. And now we continue in the faith, not through the audible voice of God, through Christ, but through the written word of God, right? Because when he left, he replaced his words with the word of God. And so this brings us to 2 John chapter 2, and we're going to look at some things in this, and then you're going to, you know, talk about it in your small groups, and we'll do a wrap-up at the end. How does that sound? Okay, so I'll take silence as excitement. Okay, so the verse says, okay, so I love in the truth, not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. Here's the weird part. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. And so we, we need to, to get this. And so what we see is that we love for the truth's sake, which is in you. So you love for the truth's sake, which is in you. Did you know that? Okay, we don't even know what that means. Okay, so this is an incredible truth that we need to understand. If not, then we miss out. Okay, so I've got an illustration. My illustration is the, the ambulance, the EMT. Remember when COVID was at its peak and the, the restaurants were given EMTs free coffee, free donuts? It's like, hey, emergency medical personnel. See, everyone else had to stay home. I still had to go to work in the ER, right? And the EMTs, they still had to go to work. And Rukus had to, you still had to go to work because. Like someone's got to take care of all these sick, dying people. And so, so what they did, like McDonald's was like, hey, we'll give you a free sandwich. It's like, well, then I got to go to the cardiologist, but okay, like I'll take it, right? So, so during that time of COVID, it was evident. Okay, so, so some things happened. Here's what happened during COVID was the, the, turnover rate for EMTs and paramedics was like 33%, a third of all paramedics quit during 2020. And at the same time, the training schools for paramedics and EMTs were all shut down because of COVID. So there was a great shortage. And, and if you remember the headlines, people would call the ambulance and nobody would come just because there aren't anybody there, there, there was. And so the, then the paramedics were getting COVID and dying. And, and so, so it became this thing like the, the paramedics, the EMTs, and I don't know how, how prevalent this was in the regular media, but just medically speaking, there was a lot of people quitting during that time. A lot of nurses quit, doctors quit, paramedics quit just because of the shortages and the pressures and, and, and that sort of a thing. And, and, the paramedics, they got a lot of love, free food. And it's like, you know, the sign out in the yard. I saw a sign in Boston. We were out walking around. It's like, thank you, heroes. The, you know, and it had a list of all these people that still had to do that. And, and <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. The, the, if you think about, let's say you're, you get in a car wreck and you're there and, and you're, family is there and people are injured and they're not okay you call 911 and, and you're just waiting for that ambulance to come right because there's life there's life giving life sustaining 
equipment. You can get your IV fluid so you don't bleed out. You, you get your oxygen. You, you can, they can fix certain things and give you medicines. And Okay, so, so when the ambulance finally comes, they can't get there soon enough, right? Can you, put, can you imagine that situation? Maybe you've been in that situation. You know, Christine's, Christine growing up, they actually had a family ambulance. It was the hospital's old ambulance. The hospital got a new one. They're like, what do we do with this ambulance? And Christine's dad's like, oh, we'll take it. And uh, the lights and sirens still worked. I mean, but they took all the supplies out of it. They took the cot out of it. In fact, they put a couch in there. And this was before the days of like seat belts. Like, so it's just like a bench in there, a couch. So there was a couch in the back of this ambulance and they called it the vanbulance and they would take it on family vacations. So they, and the girls would, play in the back and they had an ottoman back there that they would practice sitting on and whoever could sit on the ottoman for the van ambulance couch i guess and they would look out the window the back windows and make faces at the passing cars and and uh just think to myself what if you had that car wreck and you called for the ambulance and then you see the ambulance coming but it's really just christine's family on vacation you're like they're here but it's then you see christine and denise just making faces out the back of the you'd be like what that that would be crazy you would actually look into that probably it's not technically illegal for a healthcare provider to go past a, 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 like a car wreck, but ethically, it's so ethically, you know, a, a, an ethical failure that they have a, what's called the Good Samaritan Clause. So if I stop on the road, like I do this, if I see an accident, I'll, I'll pull over and stop if there's no one else like there like if the ambulance isn't there, because it's not a legal obligation, but it's an ethical obligation. And there's a law that says that you can't sue me if I give adequate care, you know, because my malpractice insurance isn't going to cover that. That's not in the scope of my, right? But, but anyway, ethically, you're obligated to stop. And so, you know, I think probably if you saw the ambulance coming and they just drove right on by, you'd, you'd probably wonder about that. <clears throat> okay, so that's an illustration because Christians were kind of in a similar situation because what is within us is what the world needs. So let's look at this thing and, and let's just examine this. The, the verse starts with, uh, for the truth's sake. Okay, so the first thing we want to look at here is just Oh, here's, here's, uh, here's Boston. So this was the group. This is the young lady next to Christine who's just like so exciting. Uh, and it's cool too. She's from Russia. She's from Chile. He's from Peru. They have like, it's like us. There's very, you know, culturally diverse group. And then this is the Bible study in Panera. I was so encouraged with this. These guys are, are going to be looking 
at a, a uh, methodology phasing out, like how do we reach people? What are the steps involved with that? So they're going to be looking at that and putting some things together, maybe becoming a test group for some ideas. That is where we're going as a class. After we make sure this is a place for God, we get our hearts right. Then we make sure it's a place for people and we get our hospitality right. Now it's time to start building relationships and inviting people. So as a class, that's where we're going. These guys are ahead of us a little bit with that, but I was super excited with that. Okay, so first of all, regarding the truth, having the truth. Now, we don't go to the Greek to identify like what a word means. You, you compare scripture to scripture to do that. Not all Greek manuscripts are actually ones that you want to learn from. There's bad Greek manuscripts. Okay, so our King James Bible is based on the Textus Receptus. It's a good Greek collection of Greek manuscripts. However, to get so we don't just go to the Greek to get our, our, our uh, definition of things. However, this is insightful. The Greek for this is aletheia, which means not concealed. In other words, the written word of God, the living word of God, the truth that we have is what God has revealed to us. It's not concealed. In other words, we have it. We have it. You have the truth, and you can have certainty of the words of truth. You don't have to doubt it. You don't have to question it. You don't have to wonder about it. You don't have to listen to the voices which tell you you don't actually have a Bible. But don't worry, bless your heart. Scholars are working to come up with something that might be something like something that might resemble the truth, which we don't have any. No, no, no. We have the certainty of the words of truth. It is not concealed. It's been revealed to us. And I think that's the first point, because some people don't actually know that they have the truth. Secondly, appreciating the truth. Okay, so some people, you know, I don't know, there's been times where I've had things I didn't know what I had, and I gave it away, and if I could do a redo, I wouldn't have given that away. Like the serial number on that thing, it was like one in a thousand or something, like, like it was actually worth something, and I gave it away, and I didn't know it. I think a lot of people have the truth, but they don't really appreciate what they have, and so I just want to go through some things. What I did was just went to the New Testament. And just looked up truth and, and found some characteristics of the truth. It's, it's not just New Testament, but in our Bible. So first one is, truth is the way of salvation and sanctification. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. This is the pathway to salvation. He came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them give you power to become the sons of God. Jesus came, he spoke the truth. Most people rejected it, but those that recognize this is the word of God. I'm going to receive the truth. I'm going to receive the living word. And then for us, the, the written word, it's the pathway of sanctification for those that believe it is actually the word of God. You guys see that? Okay, truth is the way of wisdom. Proverbs 8, 6. Hear, 
For I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my mouth. The radio station is transmitting. We just have to turn our dials to the right frequency so we can receive it. That frequency, that's when we start paying attention and recognizing the truth for what it is. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. If we recognize what we have and appreciate it, it's better than gold. It's better than silver. It's better than precious stones. It, it is more of a blessing than those things in our life. Truth is the way of fellowship. Now this, we're in second John, but if you just Flip over back to 1 John. These are familiar to us. 1 John chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you might have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6, here's the main one. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we, we lie and do not the what? The truth, colon. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Truth is the way of fellowship. Truth is the way of protection and provision and blessing. You guys know Proverbs chapter three, verses three and four. I guess I didn't get that down. Lean not on your own understanding, right? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Okay, the truth, we, we aren't supposed to rely on, on our own thinking. We're, spo we're supposed to trust him according to his word and we, and we get his direction in that. Truth is the way of discipleship. Huh. I must have loaded up an old. Uh... Oh, there we go. Okay, there's Proverbs 3, 3 through 6. All right, so, so then Jesus, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. The word of God, the truth, okay, continue in my word, the truth, you should be my disciples indeed, and discipleship requires us having the truth and living according, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, and that's the last point there is truth is the way of liberty. Truth is what sets us free from sin, from bondage, from addiction, from bitterness, from, from the burden of sin and dysfunction and all that kind of stuff. And then finally, truth is the way of love. And that's what we're reading about in 2 John. And some of you, again, I'll repeat this. If you have a love problem, you probably have a truth problem. Okay, so we need to get this thing figured out. And here's key point number one is that Oh, man. Okay, key point number one is the truth is amazing. Okay. The truth is absolutely amazing. What else, you guys, 
can save us and sanctify us and give us wisdom and blessing better than gold and silver and precious stones, can bring fellowship, protection, provision, blessing, discipleship, and liberty. There's nothing else. You guys, that's just amazing. Okay, so that's the second point is nothing else can do what the truth does. So key point number one, the truth is amazing. We should appreciate it. Number two, nothing else does what the truth does. That's, that's a blank in your handout. And then, so we have the truth. We should appreciate the truth. Letter C is knowing the truth. Knowing the truth. Okay. So the verse says, not only I, but all they that have known the truth. And so, okay, here we are. We're back. In terms of knowing the truth, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, we saw this, okay? The word of God works effectually, so it does a work in our lives for those that believe. Okay, so there's a part to where it's not just an intellectual thing. If I don't actually believe the word of God, it doesn't do anything in my life. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why not? They didn't believe it. It wasn't mixed in faith. So, so for us... If you're going to know the truth, that's, that's that you personally know the truth. You don't just hear the truth. And it's even more than just believing the truth. It's actually putting your trust in it. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter's writing to saved people who have received righteousness through Jesus the Savior, okay? Here's what he says to us. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, not our Savior. Jesus the Savior, that's how you got saved. That's how you got righteous. But you don't get grace and peace until you know Jesus as Lord, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. So I read about salvation. I'm like, yes, I want that. I see it. I need it. I'm going to trust God according to his word. I'm going to get righteousness imputed unto me. I'm going to have a right relationship with God through Christ. Yes. And then I hear Sam's message today about giving. It's like, well, that's, well, I'm not, I, you know. Okay, guess what? I don't get grace and peace. And okay, so maybe that's a bad example, but let's talk about not murmuring or disputing. It's talking about being kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And I read about that, but I don't want to be kind to my boss. My boss is the devil. No, the Bible says be kind. Okay. I get grace and peace in my life as I do it anyway. So I just surrender my natural tendency as I trust him in faith, according to the word, 
Now, all of a sudden, God pours out his grace in my life because I put my faith in his word. And now, all of a sudden, I, listen, I know it. I know God. I know Jesus is Lord. So, Wagi and Berno and I have fellowship at a level that others here don't because we went to Egypt and South Sudan together. And I'm not saying like we're better than you are. I'm saying that unless you do that, you don't know it. Okay, so until I know Jesus as my Lord in the area of our marriage, I don't have fellowship with people that have trusted God according to his word. They, I don't know it experientially. You guys see what I'm saying? That's the kind of knowing that we're talking about in First John, in Second John. Okay, so here's, here's key point number three. You must, the, the truth must be known personally and experientially. Remember that the truth in the Bible, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. No man cometh to the Father but by me, Jesus said. Well, Jesus is a person. You have to know Jesus personally. You have to have a personal relationship with him. Also, though, experientially. So I have to actually put my trust, put my faith in God's word before I'll get the grace. So if I don't know the truth personally in terms of a personal relationship with the living word, Jesus Christ, and I don't have an experiential relationship, having trusted God according to his word, I don't actually know the truth. I may know it intellectually, but there's a lot of people who know a lot about Jesus. They, they have a Christology degree from their theological studies. They're lost. They don't, they don't know him as Lord and Savior personally. So a lot of people, the, the Pharisee type people who know all about the word of God, but they don't actually personally, experientially they're, guess what? They don't have the love. Okay. If we know the truth. Okay. Pretty soon, for the sake of the truth, I'm going to live. For the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to invest in others. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to praise, and I'm going to teach, and I'm going to train. Okay. For the sake of the written word, okay, which gives me instructions. That's now, okay, it makes me love people. I really appreciated the EMTs who didn't quit because they're risking their lives going around during COVID to save the lives of other people. It's kind of like, man, you should get a free sandwich for that. That's awesome. When I see that ambulance and I, okay, so, well, my perspective is different. I'm like, oh, great. Here comes another ambulance. But, but, but when I, because there's people dying and there's people willing to risk their lives and they've been equipped to go reach those people that are dying, I really, I kind of love the ambulance. I know if it's me on the side of the road and I see that ambulance coming, it's like, oh, Man, I love that. Do I love the metal, the, the, the 
gasoline and the rubber tires of an ant. No, no, no. But what it represents is life. And I'm so grateful to that. Okay, so listen, the truth is amazing. The truth does what no one else could do. The truth saved me. The truth saved you, your friends that were praying for, your family members that were praying for. Guess what's going to get it done? It's the truth. Nothing else does that. And I love the truth. And I know the truth. Okay, so a lot of people will say, oh, you're a doctor and a pastor, missions pastor. You must do medical missions trips all the time. I'm like, well, no, I do a lot of mission stuff, but I don't actually do medical missions. And they're like, yeah, but you could, like, you actually know how to help people. And what they don't understand is I also know how to open up this book and lead someone to Christ. After doing that for a while, I, I just, I mean, I, 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 I can't do surgeries and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm splinting things, and lowering blood pressure. And, and I mean, you know, but on a medical missions trip, I think I'll spend my time leading people to Christ and making an eternal difference. As good as it is, is to be able to help meet a physical need. Okay, I've been equipped and I've been trained. Okay, so, so the second point, for the truth's sake, back in 2 John chapter 1, for the truth's sake, which is in us. Okay, you and I are truth bearers. This amazing truth that we have that does amazing things, it's within us. You guys want to know one of the main reasons I just love you guys? It's because you're like that ambulance. And within you is the thing that brings life, the thing that makes a difference. When you go out into the world, you are bearing the truth. So Jesus Christ dwells in your heart by faith. We know that the word of Christ should dwell in us richly with all wisdom. We're supposed to have this word within us. We're supposed to take Christ with us. And, and, and guess what? Nothing else can do what the truth does. The NGO, non-governmental organization, right? The parachurch organization, the good people that, that do lots of good things. They don't have the truth in them. They're not the truth bearers. They're not the ones that God said, I'm going to give you the ministry of reconciliation. That's what he's given us to. So, so, like an ambulance to the dying, so is the believer to the world. And you guys are the ones that are taking the truth and doing the work and going. You're the ambulance to the dying. And I love that. And I see you going and doing that. It's like the ambulance is on its way. Just hang on a little bit longer. Okay, so, so here's, here, here would be the, the maybe the things we can discuss in our small groups. You guys ready? Christine, you know, she grew up with an ambulance in her driveway. 
but it wasn't an ambulance that was equipped to save lives. It had a couch and an ottoman in there. It was 70s carpet squares all over the walls. Yeah. Okay. All right. So don't be that kind of ambulance. It's it's not like okay, so this would be key point number five. Discipleship, it's equipping. It's your first step in getting your medic license. So you have, okay, so someone's like, I'm going to save lives. Okay, ready, go. They, you know, they don't even know first aid yet. You have to get equipped to take the, you have to get this truth in you and have it in you experientially till you've done it. Until you know it, you're probably not going to be motivated by love, and you're probably going to think that you have better things to do than discipleship, and that Bible study is something on your calendar. No, Bible study is a group of people coming together for the sake of equipping and getting equipped. Discipleship is getting equipped. It's getting your ambulance outfitted. Get those carpet squares pulled out of there. Quit going on vacation in your ambulance hello somebody right there there you go there's your illustration i was convicted on this this week christine you are off at the women's conference or something and it's like oh I, i've got some time you know what I, what should i do and i had some projects to do but but the reason i was convicted is because i'm like an equipped ambulance and in my cul-de-sac, there's just people like croaking all over the place, spiritually speaking. Like even if they refuse transfer, even if they refuse medical care, I should probably go offer it. Because it's ethically unreasonable to have the truth and not share it. It's ethically unreasonable for me not to stop in an accident when I could help and maybe save a life, right? There, there, there's been law, there, there's been people sued for this. Look, you could have stopped and you didn't. Okay, someone died because you refused to help. And legally, it's it most, you're probably not, you're going to be okay from a legal, but the judge said, you're probably the biggest scumbag I've ever met. This is someone who just convicts guilty people all the time. But you could have stopped and you just went on vacation. You drove right on by. And right, does this make sense? Okay, so here's your questions, the things to discuss. Now, give the gospel if you need to in your group. But then also, do you know the truth personally and experientially? You get that. Number two, do you identify as a truth bearer? If not, why not? And you know, who would have motivation to keep your mind clouded, to keep you from identifying as someone who has the truth? And then how can we help others see their need for the truth? That would be something else. So, so we're running short on time. So let's go ahead and discuss these things in small groups. I don't know if you two want to jump in with the over here or something, but then, and then at a,
about 15 minutes, let's be ready with a quick report. Okay. All right.